Alabama is set to conduct the first execution of a death row inmate by nitrogen gas in U.S. history. And the FAA halts Boeing from expanding its production on certain planes following the Alaska Airlines mid-air scare. The Morning Rundown starts now. From the Straight Arrow News Studio, bringing the stories that matter to you from across the United States and around the world, this is The Morning Rundown. Today is Thursday, January 25th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. The first execution of a death row inmate by nitrogen gas is expected to take place within hours in Alabama after the Supreme Court declined to pause the execution of Kenneth Smith, something he had requested. Smith was sentenced to death for his role in a 1988 murder for hire. In November of 2022, Alabama called off its first attempt at putting Smith to death at the time by lethal injection when prison officials could not set an IV line before the execution warrant expired. Smith's legal team was looking for more time to argue that the state trying to execute him for a second time would be unconstitutional, falling under the category of cruel and unusual punishment. An appeals court also declined to halt the execution. Execution by nitrogen gas is only approved in three states, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Mississippi. But Alabama is the only state to outline its protocol so far, saying it will use a mask to deliver the nitrogen. Critics of the new method include the United Nations, whose Human Rights Office says it could amount to torture under international human rights law. The Alabama Attorney's General Office claims the use of nitrogen gas is the most painless and humane method of execution known to man. Despite a veto from Republican Governor Mike DeWine, Ohio's Republican-dominated Senate has voted to ban gender-affirming care for minors and ban transgender women and girls from competing on female sports teams. In a Senate vote to override the governor's veto, the law passed banning gender-affirming surgeries and hormone therapies and restricting mental health care for transgender patients under 18. At least 22 states have passed similar laws. Ohio also becomes the latest of at least 20 states to restrict transgender girls and women from joining female sports teams. The law is set to go into effect in 90 days. While Governor DeWine originally vetoed the measure, citing government overreach, he did sign an executive order earlier this month banning only gender-affirming surgeries for minors, even though medical professionals say those surgeries are not happening in the state. A day after winning the Democratic primary in New Hampshire through a write-in campaign, President Joe Biden gained a key endorsement from one of the largest unions in the country. The United Auto Workers, which represents 400,000 workers, announced it is endorsing Biden in his re-election bid as a rematch with former President Donald Trump looks more and more likely. UAW President Sean Fain says Biden has earned the union's support while also calling Trump a scab. And this choice is clear. Joe Biden bet on the American worker while Donald Trump blamed the American worker. Last September, Biden became the first sitting president to hit a picket line when he joined UAW members during their massive walkout on Detroit's big three automakers. The months-long strike ended with historic deals signed by the union. 
UAW's endorsement is a big win for Biden as he looks to garner the backing from working class Americans who have been supportive of Trump in the past. The International Court of Justice announced it will make a decision Friday concerning part of South Africa's case alleging Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians in Gaza. The decision by the United Nations top court will not be about whether Israel has committed genocide, but rather will focus on South Africa's request for provisional measures, including that Israel should suspend military operations in Gaza. Should the 17-judge panel grant South Africa's request, it's unclear if Israel would comply with the court's order. While rulings by the court are legally binding, there is no way to enforce them. Israel has called the genocide allegations grossly distorted, saying the country has a right to defend itself. The U.S. agrees with Israel. The United States has called South Africa's case meritless. The FAA is not allowing Boeing to expand production of the 737 MAX jets following the mid-air scare earlier this month when a panel flew off an Alaska Airlines plane. The FAA says that the halt in production is needed to ensure accountability by Boeing, adding that it will not agree to any request for expansion until Boeing resolves quality control issues. The FAA also says each of the 171 grounded planes must face detailed inspections of dozens of components, including bolts, guide tracks, and fasteners, before they can return to service. Boeing says it will work with the airlines to complete these inspections. Finally this morning, after nearly a decade away, Jon Stewart is returning to the desk at The Daily Show, but there's a catch. Paramount announcing that the comedian will be back in the anchor chair of the talk show starting February 12th. But he will not be hosting the show full time. This time, Stewart will only be on Monday nights and only throughout the 2024 presidential election cycle. Stewart most recently hosted a show on Apple TV+, Plus, but it was canceled after two seasons following reports of conflict between Stewart and Apple over its coverage about China and artificial intelligence. Along with part-time hosting duties, Stewart will also serve as executive producer for every episode of The Daily Show through 2025. These are your top stories for this Thursday. Be sure to visit san.com rundown for all the latest information about our show and newsletter. Unbiased, straight facts, that's Straight Arrow News. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.